honor, majesty, belong to God. Amen. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot <laughs> tell it all. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot tell it all. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot tell it all. He saved us and washed us in his blood. So we can shout hallelujah. We can shout hallelujah. We can shout praise the Lord. So we can shout hallelujah. We can shout hallelujah. We can shout praise the Lord. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot tell it all. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot tell it all. What the Lord has done for us, we cannot tell it all. He saved us. And washed us in his blood. So we can shout hallelujah. We can shout hallelujah. We can shout praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we can shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. We can shout praise the Lord. So we can shout hallelujah, we can shout hallelujah, we can shout praise Oh, glory, glory, glory to the Lord. Oh, glory, oh, glory, glory, glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Hosanna, 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 blessed be the name of the Lord. Praises, oh praises, praises, praises to the Lord. Oh worship, oh worship, worship, worship to the Lord. Hallelujah, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord oh. our God. Hosanna, Not Hosanna, me. Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift him up, lift him up. Lift him up, lift him up, lift him up, lift him up, oh, the Lord is good, I will lift him up, I am anywhere I go, 
My Lord is doing good. Yes, he is even today. My Lord is doing good. So, Father, we thank you. Because even as he walked while you were on earth and you went around doing good, healing all that were sick and releasing those who were oppressed by the devil, because God was with you. We know that you are that same God, Jesus, today. We know that you are in our midst. We know that you're still healing the um, cripple. You're still healing the blind. You're still healing deaf ears, dumb heart and mouth. Father, you are still restoring hope, restoring faith, restoring health. So, Lord, we have come before you today. We have come to spend another time at your feet to study. Lord, we are praying that you will indeed infuse the light of your word, the light of truth to us today. But I let your word indeed become flesh. Let us not just be reading and doing thy history, but let your word become flesh in our hearts, in our lives this day. And Father, receive all our praise, receive all our thanks. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have praised and worshiped. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. God bless you. Thank you very much for, for leading us. Uh, we bless the name of the Lord for this evening as we gather together to hear from the Spirit of the Lord. Um, like Pastor right, uh, Pastor said, I'd like to be announcing for about a day or two now. Please, every Wednesday now till we finish the 50-day fasting, uh, Bible study will continue immediately after the uh, fasting. So that saves us having to go and come back. And then we finish by the grace of God by 7.30. Amen. After the 50 days fasting, we will return to our normal um, time schedule. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for another opportunity to hear from you. Father Lord, tonight we just we know that your word can pierce through our hearts like a double-edged sword. And so we ask, Lord God, that you expressly do that which only you can do in our lives this evening in the name of Jesus. As we hear your word, O oh God, let there be deliverance, let there be healings, let there be answered prayers in the mighty name of Jesus. And let there be testimonies, O oh God, and let all the glory return to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Once again, good evening, everyone. Uh, just quick uh, announcement also, as you may have noticed, or some of you would have noticed, and you would have received the notification from Zoom. We decided to start recording the Bible study, and only because so that we can, I mean, maybe store it somewhere, and then everyone can have access to it. You can have access to it on a later date, um, on the probably on the church website. So, so please, um, uh, yeah, please take notes of that. By the grace of God, uh, last week we looked at the sovereign God. We looked at the sovereign God, and and I began by defining, and I said that I said clearly, every Christian, this is a journey that every Christian must must, and I, I emphasize the must there must embark upon, and that is the journey of knowing the God that you serve, because I mean you can be a Christian, do all the um, activities, go to church, be a worker, do I mean, bless, I mean, do so many things, 
but it is important that you know who your God is, who the king of the kingdom that you say you belong to, who the king of who that king is. And we said to know, I mean, one of the reasons for knowing that is that so that you would know, when you know who he is, you will also know who he is not. And that will help us to know how to serve and what he requires from us. And so a lot of the things that confuse us, a lot of the things that bother us, you'll see that they reduce in number. And more importantly, I, I believe when I, I speak personally now, more importantly, it will personally it has given me a peace, what I'll call peace of mind, peace of heart. Does it mean that I, I don't have any other, I don't have questions? Of course, I still have a lot of questions. But because I know the God that I serve, I have peace of mind. And so last week I began by saying, let us even, before we even get to the point of knowing the King of Kings, Jehovah as, as, as the Bible, um, uh, in the Bible, what does it mean to be a God? And I'm just summarizing from last week. You know, when you go out, uh, when you speak to people who are, who are not Christians, the question is, what does it mean to be God? You know, when you say you serve God, what does it mean to be God? Who can I submit myself to? Uh, as, as as my God. And I said there are so many characteristics and I listed a few last week. I said that person must be limitless. That means the person must have no limits. The person must have no limits from eternity to eternity. Whether it is going backwards, the person cannot have a beginning. And whether it is going forward, that person must not have an end. And I said because if that person has a beginning or has a beginning, then there's a problem because there must be something that existed before that 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 being, if that being has a beginning, and so I cannot call that being that has a beginning. Cannot call him or her my God. I cannot call that being my God if that being has a beginning or an end. And if that being has an end, then then there's another problem there because that means that being will come to end one day, and then what will happen to me after that? So in essence, the being must be limitless must be limitless uh, because that gives me an assurance that if that being is limitless, then I, I cannot worry about the past and I cannot worry about the future. I said that being must be all-powerful, almighty. Again, this is without spending too much time on this. Again, for that being, for you to say you are serving a God or a being to describe himself as a God in your life or in my life, that being must be all-powerful, must be almighty, because if that being is not all-powerful, and there's another being that is greater than a being that I'm submitting myself to, then there's a problem there, because when that greater being comes, how do I face that greater being? So that being must be almighty. I think the being must surpass all, both in power and authority. So you can have power, but not have authority. You can have power, uh, you can have, you can possess power, but not possess that authority. Uh, again, I don't want to go, we discussed this last week, so I'm just summarizing. I said that being must be perfect. That being must be all-knowing. That being must be all-knowing. That being must be ever-present. And that being must exist outside of time. That being must exist outside of time. Again, goes back to what I was saying earlier on. And I began to show, and I showed us how from the Bible, the God, Jehovah that we serve as Christians, which I showed us from the Bible, how Jehovah fulfills all these characteristics. 
is timeless, is ageless. He told Moses, tell them, the I am saying it, I am. So whether you go 50 billion years ago, it is the I am. Whether you go 50 billion years in the future, it is the I am. It is the I am today. The, uh, Hebrews, Hebrews says, Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. The unchanging God, the I am. So it fulfills all the characteristics that I mentioned earlier on. Is all uh, powerful and all knowing. Is perfect. Is omnipresent. Is limitless. Is our creator. And I added there that one thing is it can be all these things. But we thank God that our God is also love. Is love, and that is one area that we are going to emphasize, or, or a side of that that we are going to emphasize a little bit on today. Uh, God is love because if somebody imagine someone with that kind of power, that kind of ability, authority, that person does not possess love, or that person is not loving, that person is not love itself, then we are in big trouble. Even as we are as human beings, as mortals that we are, look at the way we treat the things that we did not even create with our own hands. Look at the way we even treat ourselves. When we have just little power or little authority over something else or over someone else, look at the way we treat ourselves. So talk to us of an all-knowing, all-powerful God. If that person, if that God was not love, then we are in big, big, big trouble. But we thank God that Jehovah, the Bible says that God is love. So it does not just possess, it, it does not just possess the characteristic of love. He's not just loving, but he defines what love is. So when you look at love, you are looking at God. That's why it says, John says that there's no one that says he serves God or he knows God. No one can no one can say he knows God and uh, sorry, the one that says he does not love does not know God. That's what uh, John says because it says there is a there is a direct relationship between God and love. He that says he knows God must also love. So that's in summary. Some of the things that I'm saying is God is sovereign. Sovereign. Sovereign is sovereign. That means <clears throat> that he, um, he, he possesses supreme and ultimate power. Supreme and ultimate power. I pray that the Lord God will give us revelation of his sovereignty. He will continue to give us the revelation of his sovereignty. By the grace of God tonight, we will look at the merciful God. The merciful God, you know. Um, was it about two or three nights ago? Sometimes, I mean, many. I wouldn't even say sometimes. A lot of times, the Holy Spirit does the way. Holy Spirit wakes me up in the middle of night and just opens my eyes to some things that, like I, I think I've described this to someone before. Maybe it's even in Bible study that I may have been reading that Bible passage for so long, um, many times. I may have been reading it even from the day that I was, I mean, from when I was in children's school. I mean, I read it over and over again, but really people just wake me, wake me up and just explain something again about that Bible passage to me. And that's why I tell people that you can never say, oh, I know the Bible. You know, even if I read it cover to cover billions of times, there's always something new. Even in the shortest verse, Jesus was twenty eleven thirty five. The Holy Spirit gives you new can, can give you revelation that even in those two words, Jesus wept can can give you a million and one revelations about, about those two words. So I want to share a little bit from there tonight because our text is taken from Ezekiel chapter 36. Actually, 
the to be to be um, when I was this administration I got not just from 36 uh, it was Ezekiel chapter 35 36 and 37 but because obviously because of time I will not go through all that I encourage us to go and read through it but again I'll just share partially with us it's the merciful God I'll read um, some parts of it I can't I'm looking at my I'm keeping one eye on the time as always please it's Bible study if you have a question or a contribution um, please, and then you just raise your hand uh, or unmute yourself and ask. Ezekiel 36. Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy has said against you, Aha, even the ancient places are ours in possession. Let me pause there for a minute. You see, the people of Israel. Um, if you have studied your Bible, especially the Old Testament, you would, you would have seen, come across it many times that God began this, when, when God began a new journey with mankind, with a man called Abraham. And it wasn't a sense, it was, it wasn't a sense that God, 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 I mean, in terms of God made a covenant or God made a promise with, uh, for him. It was a sense in the, um, of the fact that God wanted to start, I mean, started anew with Abraham. He told Abraham, okay, Abraham, uh, he, you're going to be a father of many nations. We all know that story. And from Abraham, there was Isaac, and then there was Jacob, and then Jacob had um, the, the 12 tribes, and so on and so forth. And that nation grew up to the point that they were so, I mean, they were so numerous. And at some point, because of famine, they had to go to a country called Egypt. But God had promised Abraham that he will take, he will take his people, he will give his people or his descendants a, a particular land called Canaan. And he said he will give them that land. So whilst they were in Egypt, God fulfilled his promise. He sent a man called Moses to deliver them from Egypt and to take them to the promised land. Even though they had opposition from Pharaoh at first and then from multiple other people as on, on their journey, God was able to lead them and take them to the promised land, just as he had said to Moses. But God said something to them through Moses and also through Joshua. And he kept on reminding them, if you must stay in this promised land, you must abide by my laws, by my rules. Remember, we said this last year, for those that were with us early last year, when we were looking at the kingdom of God, we said this is always God's plan. God's plan is that God is the king and we are his subjects. We are to listen to him. We are to take instructions from him. That's why the Bible says that we are royal priesthoods. So we are royalty and we are also priests. So we take as priests, we take instruction from God. As royalty, we implement the laws of God or the, we implement the plans of God on this earth. That's why Jesus said we should pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It has always been like that from um, Eden, and it is still like that till today. And eventually, by the grace of, I mean, eventually, by the grace of God, God will establish his kingdom at the end. But I mean, that's, that, that's, I don't want to sidetrack side for now, but just for us to know. So, so God told them, look, but if you go against my, my law, if you go against my law, this and this and this will happen. Uh, we know the story multiple times they would go against it. And when, when, when we say go against now, we're not just talking about maybe they lied or something. We're talking about they would invite foreign gods and they would begin to worship foreign gods and reject Jehovah. And Jehovah would send prophets to them. 
and, and, and they would not listen to the prophets. And because of that, they will fall into the hands of the enemy. So we see several times, sometimes, I mean, the Babylonians at some point, the Romans at some point, and so on and so forth. So I'm giving us that background to understand where they were at this point in Ezekiel. So they, they had fallen, they had done similar things, they had gone against God, that they went, I mean, they, they, they bowed to other gods and refused to listen to Jehovah. And because of that, they fell into the hands of their enemy. So this is what, and because of that, what would happen is that people would laugh at them and say, look at you. Jehovah, you say you say your God is real, you say your God is powerful, you say your God delivers you from evil, but look at you. So what, what would happen back then was that when the enemy or the foreign nations take them, they'll take them captive. So the land that God gave them will become wastes, almost like a wasteland. You know, so that's that's the background to what was happening here, because they're taking them to other, I mean, to that, that deserted where they were meant to stay those those lands are, i mean the land has become like a wasteland so that's why it says in verse two here it says the the, the enemy laughed at them said aha even the ancient high places are i are as in possession now the lord said to ezekiel he says therefore prophesy and say thus saith the lord because they have made you desolate you see the land has become desolate and swallowed you up on every side that ye might be a possession unto the residue of the even and ye are taken up in the lips of the talkers and are an infamy of the people. Therefore, ye mountains of Israel. So first, um, Ezekiel was prophesying to the mountains. He said, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus hear the Lord God to the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys and to the desolate wastes and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and derision to the residue of the evening that are round about. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the evening and against the Dumia, which have appointed my land into thy possession with the joy of all their hearts, with despiteful minds to cast it out as prey. And God told Ezekiel, say, prophesy therefore concerning the land of Israel, say to the mountains and to the hills, to the rivers and to the valleys, thus said the Lord, behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury because ye are born the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, I have lifted up my head. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. we we'll start from there for a minute. <clears throat> and we we'll pause there for a minute. So the Lord God, the God that we serve is a merciful God. At this point in time, like I said, the people who were called by his name, the people that he promised Abraham, they had deserted him, that they, they had gone to bed with other gods. You'll see, if you read verse 30, I mean, chapter 35 and so on, you'll see their numerous sins, their numerous sins. And are we not, as even today as Christians, sometimes in those shoes? We are as children of God that we say we are, yes, we can do the rituals of going to church and all that, but we know in our hearts that we have decided God. You see, one of the we 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 when we say we we the, about other gods, it's not until you kneel down or you bow before a an image that you say that you're bowing to other gods. As we may know, whatever it is that we take as priority before God in our lives, that itself is something or whatever it is that we are. But it could even be someone. 
could even be a person that we are bowing to. And we know ourselves without even talking. I'm, I'm sure if we examine ourselves, we ask ourselves, we know ourselves that this is not right. And for some people, unfortunately, when that happens, and it's not uh, when that happens, they've 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 fallen into 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 they've gone into places where they they know that they should not be. They found themselves in situations where they know they should not they 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 are not meant to be even as children of God. But the merciful God looked at the mountains, looked at the seas, looked at the valleys, and said to them, He said, The heathen that are about you, they shall bear your shame. Because it, it came to a point where people began to laugh at the land. Say, Oh, is this not a land flowing with milk and honey? Remember, God promised Abraham, He said, I'll take your people, I'll take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. God promised the descendants of Abraham. Say, I'll show you and I'll take you to a love thing with milk and honey. Some people look at them. And some people even took advantage. And we'll see later on the Edomites, for example, began to live in those ones because the, the people that the that inherited it that have been taken, I mean they, they were taken captive to other places. So the other people began to live in on their land. And so those people laughed at them, made mockery of them. So the first thing the Lord God said is that they will bear their shame. And in verse 8, he says, But ye, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. So God said to Ezekiel, Look, begin to declare, the people are coming back. And when they come back, the mountains will yield their fruits, they shall shoot forth their branches and yield their fruits again. Therefore, behold, I am for you, and I will turn to you. And ye shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men among you. So God is saying, the men, the people will return. The people will return to the land. He said, I will multiply men on all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the city shall be inhabited, and the wastes shall be builded. Somebody shared a video on social media. It's very, I don't know if any one of us has seen it, but if you, I wouldn't mention it in particular. But it's, it's a building, a very beautiful building that somebody donated to his. I think it's village in, in, in Nigeria. Very beautiful, very, he must have spent billions of naira, if I put that in pounds, uh, I don't know, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds to build. I don't know whether you guys know Luxury or the student accommodation in town. That building is, in my mind, I think bigger than that Luxury building. From what I can, I mean, I could see from the video, he donated it to his village. Uh, to, to his village so that they could use it as a research center or something or as a teaching hospital or something like that. I can't remember what they said it was. But for some reason, there were squabbles and all that and they, they said the villagers rejected it, but it had built this building and that building was left like that. It was not used and all that. And this is like three or four years after somebody was showing a video of that place. Imagine such a magnificent building, but it had, <laughs> there were even goats and animals crawling around it. It was not inhabited. There was no one using it. There was no one living there. If there was anyone living there, maybe homeless people living in there. There was nothing. The grass was over. I mean, it was overgrown with grass, with different things. It was just a, an eyesore. Such a magnificent building. So you can imagine, multiply that by so many, I don't know, hundreds or thousands. Imagine a big city like that. And that was how this land that God was describing here, that was how it was. It was overgrown with weed. Nobody was tending to it. Why? Because the inhabitants had been taken away. 
But God said, sent a message of hope. And he said, they will come back. In verse 12, he said, yea, I will cause men to walk upon you. Even my people Israel, they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance. And thou shalt no more hence for bereave of them. Thus said the Lord God, because they say unto you, Thou land devourest of men, and hast bereaved thy nations. Therefore thou shalt devour men no more, neither bereave thy nations anymore, said the Lord God. Neither will I cause men to hear indeed the shame of the heathen anymore. Neither shalt thou bear the reproach of the people anymore. Neither shalt thou cause thy nations to fall anymore, saith the Lord. So this was a message of hope. Remember, um, Ezekiel was still prophesying to the mountains, was still prophesying to the valleys, to the uh, to the valleys, and was making known God's word, God's promise. For, moreover, the son of uh, the word of God came unto me, saying, "Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, listen to what they did. It says they defiled it by their own way and by their own by their doings." Their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. Just to give you a taste, their idols were so wicked. The idols they served were so wicked. Sometimes the idols will ask for child sacrifices and people, these guys will sacrifice their children before the I mean the idols, and that's why the Lord God is saying here, it's for the, the, the blood that they shed for the idols and, and the way they polluted the land. And because of that, they were scattered among the heathen and they were dispersed through the countries according to their way and according to this to their doings. I judged them. And when they entered onto the heathen, whither they went, you see, even when they went into the uh, even when they were scattered. Verse 20 says, they profane the holy name. When they said to them, these are the people of the Lord and have gone forth out of his land. Amen. It is one thing to go against the word of God. It's one thing to, 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 to defy Jehovah. It's another thing to defy Jehovah and not have a repentant heart. I see the Lord God says to us, first, first John chapter 1, verse 9, it says that if we confess our sins, it says he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. What a merciful God is that. I, mean, I keep saying, I always say to myself, you know, God, it will take him nothing, it will cost him nothing, you know, to wipe out the whole mankind, nothing. To wipe out the whole of mankind. In fact, when the people of Israel sinned against him, when they were in the wilderness, he was going to. He told Moses, he "said Look, let me wipe out these people. And let me start a new, a new, a new, a new generation or a new group of people." From Moses stood in the gap and said, "God, you cannot do that. Please don't do it." He begged, he begged on behalf of the people. It will cost him nothing. Yet, look at the way he has shown us mercy. Look at the way he has shown us mercy. Look at the way we defy him every single day, even in this world that we live in. You turn on the telly, you read it in books, people, I hear, or you go on social media, the way people just say things that they do not know anything about. 
Yet the Lord has shown mercy. Look at what he says in verse 21. And this was very heavy for me when I read it. He said, but I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heavens, where they went. In verse 22, it says, therefore say unto the house of Israel. So this is Ezekiel prophesying to the house of Israel. Don't say the Lord God. I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you are profaned among the heavens, wherever you went. The Lord God is looking at us today and he's saying, look, if it is by your righteousness, it is by my righteousness, if it is by my actions or inactions, I do not deserve, I do not qualify for his love. But he has shown us mercy. He says, but for his name's sake. Another part of the Bible tells us that the righteousness, your righteousness, my righteousness is like a filthy rug before him. Our God is, when you acknowledge that your God, that my God is a sovereign God, then you would appreciate his mercy. You will appreciate his mercy. You know, when you have someone who you know has so much power over you, he could do or she could do whatever they want to do with you. And then you offend this person. So it's not as if you are even guiltless. And then you go on to offend this person, but the person then looks at you and says, you know what, I forgive you. When you understand the sovereignty of Jehovah, you will appreciate his mercy. When I understand his sovereignty, I will appreciate his mercy. Here, the Lord God says, I'll read it again. I do not do this for your sake, who out of Israel. Say, but for my holy name's sake, which ye are profaned. Said, even the name, the reason why he's doing the name, his own name, he said, we have profaned his name. And when we look at the world today, even as Christians, look at the way we have we, we live our lives that make people look at the church or look at the church disdain, I mean with disdain. I say, oh, is it not those Christians? Oh. Yet the Lord says, because of his name, he will show us mercy. And sometimes when we are, I mean, praying, or when I'm praying, I'm thinking, why? Why would, he, why would God even listen to me? Why would God even listen to us? Why would he even answer our prayer? It is mercy. Jesus stood on the cross for the whole day. And for even three years of his ministry, his entire ministry here on earth, people laughed at him, some ignored him. And in those last few hours, people stoned him. Imagine mere mortal stoning God. Oh. People spat at him. Let Jesus stood on that cross and said, Father, forgive. Imagine if at that point, instead of Father, forgive, and Jesus said, Father, hold this thing against them. None of us who, we can't even be talking about heaven today. But Jesus too was on that cross and said, Father, forgive them. 
but they do not know what we are doing. And the Lord God has called us. As we run, I mean, we'll be running up in a few minutes. The Lord God has called us. He said, be me holy, be me perfect, even as I am holy. He has called us to live that kind of life. I would not say that he has called us to be like that because he has created, we are already like that. I don't know if I can explain, I mean, explain this. We are already like that, but we are, we, we are not living like that. There are two different things. Because in, in, in Genesis, again, we've said this over and over again, that's the, one of the best examples I can use. In Genesis, God created man like himself. Yet, when the serpent went to Adam, he said to, he said to Adam and to Eve, he said, he said, if you eat this apple, you will be like God. So it is one thing for you to be something or to be created to one It's another thing for you to know and to walk in it. So he has created us like him. He has, when we said we, we've given our lives to Christ, yeah, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are reborn. That's why Paul, Paul puts it very well. It is a, when, when, when a man is reborn, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. So, so you are not, he is a new creation. He says, all things. So you are cut off. I am cut off from, 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 from where, where, any, all those, I mean, the, the biological side, I am now spiritual. Why? Because I'm not part of the kingdom of God. Since he's a new creature, all things have passed away. No, he didn't say all things will pass away or all things will be passing away. He said all things have passed away, but all things have become, and all things have become new. So that is what God has done. Well, it is possible for God to do it for us to not acknowledge it or to not even live according to it. Why? Because we do not know that which God has done. Well, again, that's the topic for another day. But I just, today we are looking at the mercy of God. And God wants us as his creation, as his children, to reflect that image that is inside of us. You might say, ah, but I'm, uh, yeah, there was a man like that called Stephen. We know his story. Stephen was one of the deacons, the early deacons. And the Bible says that Stephen was stoned to death because he was preaching. What, what a horrible way to die. I mean, it's still happening to you today. Some of, some of us know the story of a young lady in Nigeria some, some months ago, many months ago was stoned to death. Worst case, he was stoned to death in the presence of our own parents. How horrible, what a horrible way to do. The Bible even says that there was a man that stood. In fact, he was the one that held the clothes of those who stoned people to death. That man's name was Paul. And the Bible says that before Stephen died, just like Jesus, he said, Father, forgive them. And I wonder in my heart, what if Stephen had not said, Father, forgive them? Would we be reading the story of Paul today? I don't know. I don't know. I just, just questions that I'm asking myself, that I ask myself sometimes. God is calling us to be like him. 
He said it is unless until we are able to be like this, that people will know that we are sons of our father. That unless we are able to be like that, that people, I don't know, what do you, what do you, what, 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 what have you done or what have I done to, um, gain or to qualify for the love of God? What? Nothing. Let's see, as we've seen in Ezekiel, it is not because of what you have done. So Stephen stood there and, and he prayed for the people that were there, that were about to send him to, uh, to, his, to his early grave. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 43, because you have heard what it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children. You see what he's saying there? It's so that you may be children of your father in heaven. It's for you and I to reflect our sonship. This is what a person of the kingdom will do. Because our father is merciful. Because our Father is merciful. And then in that Ezekiel chapter 36, and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. Say the Lord God when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. When you read through, you would keep seeing it, especially in the Old Testament, everything, whether it's Isaiah, whether it's Ezekiel, whether it's Hosea, God will always say, I am doing this because I am the Lord. That is the sovereignty of God, the ultimate power of God. Everything that he does, he does it because he is God. Because I um, the Lord. And when you keep reading, you'll see the new, I mean, you see, you see its promises for its people. But because I am the Lord, that is why I'm doing it. Remember his people, and then in verse 24, he says, And I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you to your own land. Verse 25 says, then I will sprinkle clean water. Do you see? You know, he, he, when he, when he, when he, he says he will sanctify, um, in verse uh, 30, 23, he said he will sanctify his name and so on and so forth. And then you now see where he begins the sanctification, the, 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 the sanctification of his own people. He says, and I will, then I will sprinkle water, clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give unto you, and a new spirit will I pull. So this prophecy goes beyond, uh, as we all know, this is a prophecy, not just for the people of Israel, but also for us 
they knew how to lie give to you. Complete is talking about the spirit that we receive. He said, he knew how to lie give to you and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. Because the truth is, you see, all these things we cannot do without the spirit of God. There's no, it to be impossible for any well, impossible for anyone to say, ah, somebody does evil, one great evil against another. Ah, I'll pray for God for you without the spirit of God. It takes the spirit of God. And that's why the Lord God made this promise. But the, the first thing I want us to notice is that in verse 25, look at how he begins the cleaning of his people. No, they are not the ones. We are not the ones who clean ourselves. You cannot clean yourself. I cannot clean myself. The Lord that cleanses us from our sins, from our filthiness. And it says we will give a new spirit and take away the stony heart of the flesh and give us a new heart of flesh. I said, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And that's why when you receive the spirit of God, no matter how horrible, how wicked you were in your former life, before you became a Christian, when you receive the spirit of God, you will just see, sometimes you will just do some things and, and people wonder that it is the same person, even you yourself, maybe you used to be very, very, you used to be angry in your former life before you gave your life to Christ and you just see some things that maybe in the past would have made you angry and you would have shown your anger. You just see yourself responding calmly to you. Even people will be wondering, is this not the same person? The truth is that it's not the same person. Like Paul said, all things are possible. That I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And then you shall dwell in the land that I give to your father, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And I will save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call for the corn and, and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and increase, and the increase of the field that ye shall receive no more reproach of the famine among the even. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways. You see what is happening here. He says, then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. So it is when God does all this cleaning, when God replaces, gives us a heart of, even we will not begin, ah, man, I used to be horrible. I used to be a horrible person. And that's why you see Paul, Paul describe himself as the chiefest of all sinners. He was describing his former life. He said, ah, when he, when he remembered, uh, I mean, the things that he, he did before, 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 before he encountered Christ. He was going to say, you are ashamed and confounded for your own ways, oh, how to do this. My prayer is that if there's anyone here who is yet to know, who is yet to have that encounter with God, with Jehovah, with Christ himself, I pray and I encourage us to seek that encounter, that revelation from Jehovah. And if you are here, you are yet to know God, you are yet to accept Christ, you are not sure that you are in his kingdom. 
if I beg you, get the assurance from Jehovah, from Jehovah himself, from the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Look at the, the invitation. But when you come to him, he said, I will give you rest. Come with all your burdens. Come with all your worries. Come with all your troubles. Come with all your questions. Come with all your baggages. He said, I will give you rest. And as we have read in this book, or in this chapter in Ezekiel, I encourage us to read 35, 36, 37. But as we have read, he said, he will clean. He will do the cleaning. He will do the sanctification. All we just need to do is to submit. Is to come unto him. Jesus said, you are in John chapter 15, you are, he said, I, I am the branch. He said, so if we are connected to him, then we will bear fruit. And said, we will, the Lord God, our, the, the, the Father, is the husband man, he will prune us and then we'll bear even much more fruit. So that's why you see what is happening here in Ezekiel chapter 36. It's almost like a breakdown of what Jesus was describing in John chapter 15. Because when God the Father, he said, when he, he, will, he, will, he will clean the people, he will sanctify them. He said, then he now began to say, now they will now begin to bear fruit. They will now begin to multiply. You see that from the desolate land shall be tilled. And people that will then begin to say, oh, this land that was desolate is like, become, it's become like garden of Eden. God is able to make you. You can look at your life and say, oh, gosh, I've messed up in the past. But the Bible is saying God is able to make you like the God. No, that not, it's not even you that will say. People will look at you and say, ah, look at this. It's not what was desolate before. That now become like the God of Eden. And the waste and desolate and ruined cities have become fenced and uh, inhabited. There is, no matter how far gone anyone is, Jehovah, is able to bring us back to his path. I just want us to pray wherever we are. Just say, Father, I thank you for your word today. And I ask Lord God that you that you that you that according to the to your word, according to your word, Father Lord, the land that was desolate, Father Lord, make it like the Garden of Eden in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I submit myself to you for cleaning. For those that need cleaning, Father Lord, I, I, you say you will sprinkle water and make us clean. For those that need pruning so that we can bear more fruit, Father Lord, prune your children so that we can bear more fruit. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we submit to you. And for those that are carrying burdens, oh God, carrying one burden or the other, carrying one baggage or the other, Father Lord, I pray, Lord God, like Jesus said, as we come unto you, Father Lord, we pray that you will that you will lift the burdens of your children in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father Lord, I give you thanks for your word this evening. I want to bless your holy name. I thank you, Lord God, for your promise that you will yet again increase, you will yet again increase your people, you will yet again rebuild, you will yet again cleanse us of God and make us new. Father Lord, we bless your holy name. We thank you because we serve a sovereign God, we serve a merciful God. Take all the glory, O Lord. 
But Allah will submit to you and we ask Lord God that you do that which only you can do in our lives. As individuals, we ask that you do that which only you can do. As a group, as a church, we ask that you do that which only you can do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, do it because you are the Lord. You are the Lord. Glory be unto your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we are saved. Amen. 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 I don't know if there's any question or contribution before we share the news. Any question or contribution before we share the news? There's none. Um, just a quick announcement also by the grace of God. Tomorrow we'll continue with the prayer, uh, 50 days prayer and fast, 6 o'clock to 6.30 for those. 6 o'clock, 6.30, we meet again the same Zoom link, 6 to 6.30, meet us tomorrow again, tomorrow evening. And on Saturday, I believe we have workout meeting on Okay, yes, we have workout meeting on Saturday evening. Please, for all workouts, please note that all workouts will also note our retreat is coming. Please, all heads of department, please share in your WhatsApp group, share in, I don't know how you meet, but in your meetings, and remind all workers that we have a retreat coming up, please. And then Saturday, like Juliet has reminded us, we have our evangelism outreach. It's, uh, we meet in town, sorry, at John Stora House, 11.30 a.m. in the morning, uh, by God's grace, and we go out to share the word of the Lord, and we come back and pray together. Thank you all for listening. Um, Please offering, if you go on the church website, please, uh, you'll see the different ways you can give. You can give online or send by bank transfer. If you need more details on that, you can also ask us and we'll share more details on that. Shall we share the grace together, please? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, love of God. and the Good night.